Megan Conter is one of those amazing women who needs to be heard because she's doing some really brave things. And the reason I put her on Personal Strategies Week is because she's made some personal changes in her life that have catapulted her business into a new level of success. Now, you might be surprised that I have a guest on Women, Wine, and Leadership who is choosing not to drink wine. She's going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you that it really inspires me not to quit drinking wine, but to be very responsible when I choose to drink wine and what wine I choose to drink, because we have to live intentional or we're just going to live this whole life by accident and wonder what happened to all the time. So grab a friend and a glass of wine or a cup of tea, because Megan's going to knock your socks off. I'm with Megan Conter with the Denver Dames. Uh, I don't really know how I, I probably learned about you through Cami Gildner at Extraordinary Women. I love what you do, what Thank you've you. built, and you're actually franchising this in other cities. Yes, yes. Um, not Denver Dames anymore, so. It's not Denver. Okay. It's not just Denver anymore. Nope. Okay. Well, then give us the story, Megan. Tell, tell me a little bit about your background and what inspired you to launch the Dames. Absolutely. So the long and short is um, I have a marketing background. I spent uh, since 2010 with my own marketing consulting company and still operate that helping female owned businesses really catapult from six to seven figures by developing a really strong branding and marketing foundation. And in that process, um, what, we, what I kept discovering was as I was running other people's networking events, because I love in-person connection, mm -hmm. I found that women who achieved a certain level of success stopped networking and stopped building community. Not because they didn't want it or need it, but because they found themselves being the smartest person in the room and they found themselves being uh, I like to say sucked dry or, you know, made like a dry sponge because everyone wanted to glean information off of them. Mm -hmm. So no wonder they got tired and stopped going out. So that in combination with the fact that in 2015, a study was published that only 2% of female owned businesses ever hit the million dollar mark. And the fact that I uh, typically found myself bored at a lot of events, yeah. I decided to combine those three things together to create what was Denver Dames, now the Dames. And we still at all of our in-person events have a humor forward focus where women come, they get to listen to a comedian, they get to laugh, they get to break open and then really connect through authenticity. And then we're always left on a high note by being inspired by a woman who runs a seven figure company to help us see that what, you know, what there is, we can be. So what, you know, what is modeled for us, we can actually become. And that makes it possible for us to believe that it is achievable and conceivable. So real stories. Yeah. And the growth of that, I, you know, noticed that it's working well in Denver. I looked around and said, this is necessarily all, necessary all around the world rebranded as the Dames, created an online membership platform where we have tons of online events, and then started launching chapters around the country in 2018. It's fantastic. So how many chapters do you have now? Currently we have four. We're launching five, six, and seven very shortly here though. Nine. What are the cities? Um, currently we're in Denver, Fort Collins, Orange County, and Madison, and then we're going to be launching a few cities that I'm not able to mention right now, but um, just all around the all around the country, and then we have an international membership community for 
women who achieve six and seven figures in their businesses or women in government, nonprofit and corporate who achieve director VP or C-suite roles in their organizations. Nice, nice. I know there's a definitely a, a need for a more global connection. Absolutely. It's fantastic that you're making that happen. And Absolutely. right on that, that women at that level that I've, I've found in networks that I'm involved in and some of the leadership training that I do, women at that level really do feel somewhat marginalized and lonely. Um, the, people at top levels in the corporate um, workplace, um, they, they don't really have a place where they can sit with peers and discuss strategies because they're constantly protecting. Um, it, and that's just out of necessity. That's because of the political nature of so many workplaces. Absolutely. They crave connection with women who want to just be authentic and real and say it straight and, and hold things in confidence. So you're doing something really good. Thank you. Yeah. And women are also at a similar level where they're facing similar challenges, but also similar celebrations. So yeah. I think that's the other value of having that high performing standard is, um, you know, we're dealing with, we're dealing with being at similar stages of business and similar stages in our careers. So we can really understand and empathize and also collaborate in much more effective ways because these other women are trying to achieve similar goals and why not do it together? It's, it's yeah. more effective, fun, and um, yeah, we get to achieve our epic missions a lot easier in collaboration. Epic mission is a good word for it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just achieving things at a quantum level, it's my favorite word. Yes. Better together than what any of us can do alone. True. And I've seen it at your events, good, really good connections take place. Absolutely. And all around the country and all around the globe, honestly, when you see women connecting on our, you know, on our virtual happy hours and we have 25 women on here and we've got someone in Australia with people all the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, everywhere. And there's just so much synergy happening and connections being made and business deals being done and, um, you know, support being had around personal issues, professional things, uh, achievements, everything. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. That's really fantastic. How do you run the virtual happy hours? I bet somebody's wondering, will you get that many people on Zoom or it's how does that work? It's a crazy cat fight and everyone's just clawing for their position to be able to talk. <laughs> we, have, we have a fun process that we use where everyone gets their turn to be able to talk about themselves, their business, what their goals are, what they're trying to achieve and, and what resources they're looking for to achieve those goals. And then we make connections for each other based on that. So That's fantastic. Yeah. What are some of the other online events that you hold? We do next level skills trainings and those are um, based on the a survey that we do with our members every quarter. We ask them the kinds of personal and professional growth and development topics they need <clears throat> in order to take their businesses and their lives to the next level. Mm -hmm. And then we go out and curate trainers on those specific issues and areas. So it could be everything from you know, developing your intuition to make you make you actually be able to use it in your everyday life and in your business, to um, learning new ways of meditating, to understanding your enneagram and what that does for you as a business owner, to or to a you know as an employee, as a as a Person. leader, so on and so forth, and then everything on the you know business side from understanding what the colors that you wear do to communicate your message and communicate what you're doing to how to choose the right CRM for your next level business. There's whole, you know, so many different topics we have. Absolutely. probably 
yeah, we have hundreds now in our video library. And then my favorite um, are the million dollar power hours. And at each one of our events, I mentioned the Dame of Influence Award given to a woman running a seven figure company. We, she gets to give us more of her, you know, her knowledge and her secrets to success in an hour long million dollar power hour, which we do through our online platform as well. Wow. An hour long. So she talks a bit and then there's Q and A. Yep, exactly. I bet that's really valuable. It is highly Uh, valuable. You know, I, I too feel that burden. Um, when I heard about the 2% Mm -hmm. statistic, it kind of made me mad. And even, um, you know, I, I get Forbes and fortune and, and when these billionaire issues come out, um, all the millionaires under 30 and all those things, you wonder, you know, that could be any one of us and there's no reason we're not all there. Yep. And it's not about the money. It's just about why do we limit what we think we can do? Well, and then there's a lot of external circumstances that, you know, statistically prevent women from being able to achieve higher levels. But I really think a vast majority of it is internal issues. You know, it's mindset, it's lifestyle choices, it's, Um, it's the fact that, you know, we're still living in a society where the women are typically supposed to be the ones that raise the children. It's, you know, there are so many different things that keep us hitting those or bouncing our heads off against those, um, glass ceilings and prevent us from crashing through them. But I think that it's communities like the dames and, you know, like the trust, which is a a community created by Allie Brown to get women who are at that million dollar mark to continue to grow it's these kinds of specialized communities who recognize the needs and the desires of our, you know, of our memberships that really help us get the resources and the power, the woman power to come together and right. really truly make difference. It's really true. Yep. I, I think it's going to create a demand, a, a create a different discourse in the marketplace. I was just on a phone with somebody talking about the fact that the old model the vertical model of hierarchy and the org chart Mm -hmm. doesn't work and we have to create collaboration across the organization cross-functional teams and i do believe that women have a higher capacity to create that Mm -hmm. because the way we're naturally hardwired to create networks and i think what um i agree with you know changing the hierarchical structure for sure and what i'm doing a lot of research around and talking a lot about with other women around the country who are leading their own networks is the fact that we see that we're really in the middle of a paradigm shift from a very masculine, egocentric business model, uh, growth model, scalability model into one of a very, a much more feminine energy. And I think that is one of the reasons why women have hit their heads, bonked their heads against those ceilings for so long is that the models that we've had for centuries have been a very different energy, not a Mm -hmm. feminine energy, but a masculine energy. And a lot of times an ego driven energy, which is even farther removed from what is natural in the feminine state. So I really think that is something else that is shifting um, extraordinarily and that we don't even, we haven't even really seen much of that yet, but we will be over the next decade. I really do feel like this is the decade that uh, the dam's going to burst. Yep. We've, we've already seen it. And there's, uh, I think some of the, without getting into any specific um, politics or anything, I think a lot of recent events have kicked women into gear Yep. to 
take responsibility for their own leadership and to um, really stop um, putting limits on what they think they can do. Absolutely. And to stop putting requirements like, well, I can't do it if I don't have this degree or this certification. Uh, we're thinking bigger than mm -hmm. we ever have before. That's what I love about your events because I get to hang around with all these really smart women. Every single one of them has something fantastic to say. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's, it's that way across the nation at all of our different chapters. You walk in and it's, it's, a, it's a different energy. It's a very elevated energy. It's a high vibrating community where we're, you know, we have smiles on our faces and we're really enjoying what, our doing, what we're doing because we have epic missions that we're all here to achieve. Mm -hmm. And we know that when we can do that in combination with other people who have epic missions, it's just way more fun that way. Right. And so if I'm a member in Denver, can I travel to one of the other cities and participate as a member? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, I mean, you pay a little bit for an event ticket, but yes, absolutely. And, you know, our virtual members are, that are all around the world get to meet women who are in part of our local communities, et cetera. And so we're really building that network where someday, uh, very soon, hopefully, we'll be having, you know, in-person events in Australia and in France and all over North America, South America. We'll be, we'll be everywhere and you will be able to travel and just get the same dames experience everywhere you go. So I'm right. really excited for that. Yeah. Who doesn't want to go to, well, there are a lot of places I want to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Destination events. Yeah, I, you know, I create life strategy retreats and everyone yes. who's come to my retreat so far says, when's the, when's the one in France? Cause I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and, and get that on the calendar. Yep. That'll be my first international one. I'm hoping so. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Yes. Good. Well, and you're running the dames, this global network and you're continuing to work your business, right? Yes. Um, I, I've really gotten to a point where I only work with a few select, very ideal clients that match my exact prototype of a perfect client at this point, because okay. I'm, um, you know, I'm really passionate about growing this community and growing the dames and me being able to have the most sustainable lifestyle that I possibly can, because in my marketing consulting business, um, I figured out really well how to live in the grind. I figured out really well how to work my butt off. And, um, you know, I kind of got to a point where I realized that's not what I want for my life. I don't want to be working 60, 70 hours a week. So in the dames and the growth of the dames, it's always been this very uh, intuitively led business for me. And so um, while I am still balancing, you know, working with great clients in my marketing business so I can go deep with them, I'm focused much more on my own personal lifestyle and making sure that, you know, I'm getting to travel and go to the cities where we're launching chapters and I'm getting to experience things in those areas. I'm a sort of an experience junkie. I love to really get into the culture of an area and do, uh, you know, things that let me, uh, I don't know, embrace life as much as I possibly can. And, right. Um, I know Rome. you know, what was that? When in Rome. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. When in Rome, do some bungee jumping or whatever. Um, <laughs> and you know, my, my life has changed a lot in the last two years. I decided to remove alcohol about two and a half years ago. And so that was a huge part of my trajectory in changing my business and also in catapulting the dames is, you know, I really got clear that my drinking as a gray area drinker 
drinking just like my friends did every, you know, Friday, Saturday night, whatever it was going out, no longer was serving me. And it wasn't, certainly wasn't helping me get to the point where I wanted to go. And me, you know, needing to fit in by consuming a glass of wine or two at an event wasn't helping me achieve these epic goals that I have of being on five continents and all around the United States. And so I decided that why wouldn't I remove this big limiter that doesn't really do anything positive for my health and only inhibits my health. And so it's been a journey for me these last two years to really clarify what is it that I do want in my life? Because now I have, I feel, and I know that I have ultimate choice in everything that I do and everything that I'm creating. Right. Um, So that's a beautiful trajectory that I've been on. I'm glad you went down that path. It's a perfect introduction into, you know, in women, wine and leadership were, were, um, using wine as a, as a metaphor for getting together face to face and we're drinking tea today. So there you go. Tea and water. Um, right. Lots of water, lots of hydration. It's Colorado. It, we have to boy. Um, but we're talking about how to curate a life that creates the energy, mental clarity, emotional resilience to do the work. And that's obviously what you found when you stopped drinking alcohol. So for those who are going, what, don't, don't even talk about taking away my wine. I, I mentioned this to my wine club and there was a woman who just was dumbfounded and she goes, why would anyone stop drinking wine? So what was it where you, that realization birthed in you that I think wine doesn't make me feel too good or what, what was it that led you down this path? Um, Well, I was sort of curious about it. And anyone who ever thinks, oh man, I'm tired of having a headache when I wake up in the morning, or um, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm dealing with some exhaustion or I'm not sleeping so well, or there's a lot of different things that kind of trigger various people. For me, it was just, it was those things of, man, I have two glasses of wine and I have a headache the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, I go out with friends and I'm out till 12, one o'clock and I, I'm worthless on a Monday. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things that, you know, just started arriving. And again, even when it was one or two glasses of wine, I did not feel sharp. I didn't feel like myself. And most people say, oh, I feel fine. I feel fine after I have one or two glasses. And I say, I challenge you, you know, go for 30 days. Better yet, go for 90 days when your body doesn't really have any alcohol or any of its chemicals left in them. And see how you feel then and tell me if you still feel really clear after two glasses of wine when you wake up the next day. Isn't it true with health in general? Most people probably don't know how it feels to feel healthy. Not at all. Most of us have not experienced health. Absolutely. In our lifetime, maybe for a glimpse, a short period of time. It takes a lot of courage to make big decisions like this, whether it's, you know, I'm going to truly get healthy in the way that I eat. And I'm therefore going to remove the things that I know slow me down. So for me, it was gluten and dairy at first. And then it's, you know, it's slowly become a lot more meat protein that I've removed from my diet. And it's amazing how much it feels like just the roadrunner taking off when, when I really truly fuel my body with the things that give me health. And I remember just, you know, I was one of those people, I'd post the memes, I'd post the pictures of me laying in the bathtub with the glass of wine. And I look at that and I I remember thinking, man, I'm so healthy. And when I look back at it, 
like I have compassion for myself and I have compassion for others because there is a giant multi-trillion dollar industry out there that's pouring wine down our throats literally and figuratively on a regular basis. Totally get it. But when you decide to remove that from your life and you feel how you actually feel as a human without drugs or alcohol and mm-hmm. which is a drug running through your veins, it's a whole different world. Yeah. So. You actually might discover a little bit who you are. It's very true. And you might start a, a large part of what people find is that you have to get in touch with your real feelings at that point in time. And so that's why I say it's very, it takes a very courageous person to do this because you feel things that you've never felt before because you've always had a, a depressant or depending on what your drug that of anesth- choice was. The anesthesia effect. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, there's, even, there's even if people reason. aren't abusing alcohol. Oh, I wasn't really abusing it anyways. Yeah. But you know, in that area of gray area drinking, um, you know, I was nowhere near where a lot of my friends still even are. So it's, it's not about how much you drink or how much, how little you drink. It's about how you feel. And I remember, go ahead. Oh, I, I remember going into my doctor one day and filling out the little survey of questions. And I said, you know, it said, how many drinks have you had at most in a 24 hour period? And I think I lied and said, oh, like four. And I thought that can't be that many, you know, whatever. And my doctor came in and said, we need to talk because you said that you've had more than four drinks in a 24 hour period. And I was thinking, I've had a heck of a lot more than that in a 24 hour period. I mean, I've gone to all day drinking events. Come on. I was estimating low. Yeah. And she said, well, anything more than two drinks in a 24 hour period is, is considered the red zone for women. So you need to, you know, we need to talk about this. And so it was very eye opening to me because I thought, and this was early on in my first practicing days of sobriety when I would quit for like three months, six months, whatever. Yeah. And I realized like, yeah, the vast majority of society does not moderate their drinking, even though they say they do not at all. Yeah. So. It's, it's really true. And when you yeah take a survey like that, then you go home and watch yourself and realize, wait, I thought I only had two glasses. I, I think I may have had three or four glasses of wine. Right. It's One time I actually polished off a bottle just waiting for my husband to pour a glass and he never did. So I kept refilling mine until the bottle was empty. And that was kind of a flag for me. Right. There wasn't any reason for me to drink. It was just there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and if you do the research, you know, once you get into this period of, once I've, the communities that I've gotten into, there are a lot of great books. I just finished reading one called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. That's phenomenal. And there's a lot of studies that just aren't published yet because the, alcohol industry is not is is drowning out a lot of what is being scientifically established as the dangers of alcohol and what it does to your body and how it creates that desire to drink more and how it's very difficult for people to have one or two because of the the, the neurotransmitters and what it's doing to your brain and what it's doing to your body so you lose objectivity mm-hmm Absolutely. A lot more than just that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all of us have stories. That's right. Uh, In addition to the change in your um, physical energy, obviously it impacted your your mental alacrity and ability to think straight. Yes. You said that there was a turning point where the dames started to really take off in its scope and volume because you had that greater clarity. How did that logistically look? I think really what it 
what it comes from is once I decided to focus on me internally and focus on making myself the healthiest version of myself possible, it, you know, so if you want to talk logistically, my, I remember at one point I was just like, holy cow, I can think so clearly all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't all of a sudden, I'm sure it had been happening gradually, but it, yeah. it was a, wow, I, the synapses are firing faster. I can do things a lot more efficiently. I'm, you know, I'm able to delegate work a lot easier. I'm able to, there just were a lot of things that in, you know, when I would talk to friends, they would say, holy cow, you've made giant leaps. But to me, it was just this incremental change that was happening. And bef before too long, I was able to kind of look back and say, wow, there is a lot that I've gotten accomplished in the last six months, 12 months that used to take me 10 times longer because I was more concerned about, you know, turning off my brain at the end of the day, which you, you know, don't do now. <laughs> nope, I don't need to do well. And the truth is I can. The truth is I have become a, a excuse me, I've become able to turn off my brain without anything else outside of myself, but I'm also recharged in the morning in a whole different way. And I'm able to work more product productively and get things done in less time right. than what I ever was before. Right. That's the part that I really um, wholeheartedly agree with. Um, the, the impact that alcohol, honestly, I want to just open this up, especially for those who are saying you're about to destroy me because this is, this is not a, a future reality I see for my life. I never um, did either. I'll tell you that. You know, wine reacts, alcohol reacts in our body, just like any sugar reacts in our body. And if I don't have any wine, but I have two helpings of chocolate cake, I'm still going to have that midnight liver cleanse that keeps me awake. Right. And I'm still going to have a headache in the morning from the sugar overdose. So I start to pay attention to, honestly, even a vegetable. Corn, which is actually not a vegetable, it's a grain, but people tend to count it as one of their vegetables, exactly. which is hilarious. It is not. But corn causes the same glycemic reaction. Yep. And one year, my daughter, who proclaimed that she loved corn, had um, popcorn and corn chowder and chocolate cake that night and got sick. And she said, now I can't even eat popcorn anymore. I can't stand the taste of it. And it's too bad. I mean, she didn't realize that corn reacted in her body just like any other sugar. Mm -hmm. And so paying attention to things like that um, really make a huge impact on our ability to bring our best to work and to life. I mean, even, you know, just in, in friendships, when you're, when you're mentally sluggish, you forget details. I have sat with girlfriends after a, a couple of glasses of wine the night before. And I'm like, I know your husband's name. I'm, I'm sure I could, you know, right. those details. That's what I, I understand what that clarity is that you're talking about. And if for, you know, for different people, it, it might be different things. Um, but this was that domino that once I knocked it out of the way, it was able to knock over a whole bunch of other things. Like I said, mm -hmm. gluten and dairy, and then it became a lot of, you know, my husband and I don't really eat added sugar. And then it became, you know, we don't eat much corn. I mean, there's once in a while where we'll have some corn tortillas, but that, like you said, you start, your body starts grasping what it feels like to be healthy and you yeah. want more health. Right. Exactly. That's why we do this food journal at my life strategy retreats. Mm -hmm. You literally um, write down what you ate, what time you ate it, and then um, how you responded energetically, mentally, 
and emotionally. Absolutely. One time I had way too much popcorn at a movie with my daughters and noticed that I was more than usual upset and emotional on the drive home from the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And in addition to the popcorn, we probably had some candy too. So I realized, wait a minute, why in the world am I falling apart? This is ridiculous. It had to do with the stupid popcorn. Yep. Yeah. So when you start to pay attention, it makes a big difference. And yeah, that's my consolation, Megan, because not giving up wine forever, but I am definitely scaling it back. That's good. And And yeah, everybody has to do what works for them. Yeah. You're, you, you have been a constant reminder for me actually to think about what do I need to get done tonight? What do I need to get done in the morning? Am I going to have a glass of wine? And if the minute I say I need a glass of wine, that's the, that's the exact time when I say I'm not going to have it. Good job. Is the need is the um, reason why we should stop. That's absolutely correct. Well, and I didn't mean this to totally get derailed onto the wine conversation, but you know, what I love about you, Megan, is that um, even though you're not drinking wine, you still provide it at your events. <laughs> so, yeah. so just so that people know, you know, if this is right. not a total sobriety event. Right. But um, I love your example, and I hope you talk about it more from no, a I disruptive do. standpoint. I, I think it's important for us to pay attention to what gives us energy. This is why I um, do life strategy design, because we have to be deliberate about the life we want. We have to realize that we can't keep living by the seat of our pants and expecting everything to turn out okay. Yeah, and that we have choice in literally everything that we do. So. Every- Every single thing. Yeah. So for the girl who's choosing to come visit the dames, tell us how to get in touch with you. She should go to the dames.co and on that page, she can find information about the events that she can attend or the memberships that she can apply to join and, you know, learn a lot more about the community that we have and the kinds of amazing women that we, we really represent and that we pull together all around the world. Fantastic. And you are on all the social channels too? Absolutely. The Dames Co. is our handle on most, on Instagram, on Facebook. So those are the places to go and on LinkedIn as well. Okay. Good deal. We're not Twitter heads. So yeah. Yeah. We can't do it all. Um, Somebody's going to own that domain. Thank you for your time, Megan. Absolutely. Love getting this conversation with you and I love getting to share this story. You too. Um, I might actually run this on one of my wine industry weeks to bring balance to the whole conversation. Awesome. Balance is important. It is. It is. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, Donna. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Women, Wine, and Leadership. If you're looking for more personal strategies to live your whole life in a really excellent way, I encourage you to go to 360 Life Strategies on Facebook and just check out all the strategies that we post on a regular basis. Stay in touch with our conversation on Instagram at Donna Carlson 360. And you know, if you're curious and you want to know what else is going on, go to 360lifestrategies.com, sign up for our mail list. And most of all, would you rate this podcast? Because gosh, I just want to know what's working for you and what we should keep doing. Have a great day and join us next time.